Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say, yes. If you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman. Norris November rolls along. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about right before uh, we got on here that uh, it does feel like this month has been steadily improving. It's been great, actually. I've, I, I've enjoyed th just this upward trajectory of fun, like stupid fun. Well, I do know? feel like there is something about a Norris movie, mm -hmm. isn't there? We, Especially canon. Like, Norris and canon work so perfectly I, together. I was I was going to say, is like Norris the perfect canon star? Yes, I think I so. Think, I think that is just a perfect studio meets actor because he's not quite a good enough actor to really find a lot of success outside of canon necessarily. right well because you have guys like bronson who came to canon but l late in the career he was already a movie star right exactly or like canon spending stupid amounts of money to get stallone to be in one of those right their... exactly but it's like norris and canon met at the exact right moment yes yes um or like, you know, guys like Van Damme start there, but quickly move out of there. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I do feel like, yeah, Norris is kind of the perfect canon guy. Yes. And this is kind of a perfect canon movie this week. It is. It is. It's got all the things you would expect in a canon film, but still, there's something about it that's wholly unpredictable uh because the tone of this movie is wild is insane there were so many times watching this movie and we were talking about 1991's the hitman yes chuck yes. norris is the hitman yes him with his uh longest mullet to date i believe this 
hair yeah. is also part of the appeal to me. Yes. I believe the mullet was why you clicked on, or why you selected this. I, it, just, I saw the poster, and I went, well, if he looks like that, we've got we to watch, watch this it. movie. Yeah, exactly. and, and I'm so glad we did, because, boy, mm-hmm. this, this delivers on the goods. By the way, our... Uh, 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 the biggest thing in this movie's favor, a well-used 95-minute runtime. This mm. thing this mm. thing moves at a great clip. It sure does. And I, getting into it at first, I was like, oh, this movie is all over the place. Like, it, it, it's entertaining to start out, but I think it, the audacity, audacity of it grows as it continues. And you're just like, as you're getting whiplash from the tonal like resets that happen mm-hmm. throughout the movie, it's it, it is interesting. Uh, I would recommend people watch. This I movie. think this is a fun time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's objectively not a good movie. No, but, God, no. Um, can I say this though? Here's an interesting thing. Before we get into the movie, this was originally written as a vehicle for a different canon star, Mr. Charles Bronson. Interesting. Interesting. I it feels so Chuck Norris though. I know? I have to imagine there's some Chuck, rewrites. The, yeah, that Chuck came in because there is Chuck Norrisy stuff in it. Well, Chuck and Aaron came in. Uh, for, yes, for this film. Is this the first one we've done that's directed by Aaron? I, I believe so. I, I believe, believe so. Yeah. Who starts directing all? Uh, no, no. He we did do Hellbound that he directed okay, okay. as well. Okay. Because at a certain point. No, Aaron directs all of his movies. Did Aaron move over to uh, Walker, Texas Rangers? He sure did. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. He was one of the directors on Walker and the director of some of the Walker TV movies as well. Gotcha. No, so, it, it's basically like up to a point. And Aaron was always his stunt coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but uh, this is not the first. I think this is his second film. Uh. Oh, no, this is his third film. Third film. Third okay. film. Because uh, they started with Braddock missing in action three, and yes, we didn't do any of the missing action movies because we are going to do those separately. We are going to do the missing in action movies. Are we going to do them all in one go? We are going to do them for when we do the canon. Oh yes, okay. we're gonna, we're we're, yes. we're we have plans to eventually do like uh, a whole summer of canon movies. And I cannot wait. That's going to be so good. In that, we'll end up doing the miss the missing in action trilogy. Yeah, I guess we can't like do some of the bigger. Uh, canon hits without doing that. Yeah, know? that's kind of what I was thinking. Is I, I my my thought going forward is we'll do the missing actions and the Death Wish, their big franchise. We'll do those in the canon yes. months because yes. I in, in and around some of the other stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. he did that. He also did Delta Force Two, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if I've ever seen. Delta Force is a great Chuck Norris it's vehicle. Classic, yeah, but Delta Force Two, no one talks. about. Probably Weird. for good reason. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, that leads us to the Hitman, which oh, started, Hitman. as I said, started as a Charles Bronson vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about who wrote this movie. Robert Jeffrian. Um, who's... Oh, just just remind me. When did Canon like basically run out of money? When when did it's that a, happen? Uh, so this is getting there because this is ninety one. Yeah, and. Um, we know Hellbound was the last canon movie. I think that was 95. Oh, oh, interesting. So, so there was a little overlap, because I know that Walker, Texas Rangers started in 93, I want to say. Yeah. So uh, there there was a little bit of overlap. Well, 94, sorry, 94 was Hellbound, but I think Hellbound was held as well. Yeah. Because I think it was shot before he started Walker, but released after Okay, Walker gotcha. Started. Okay, that makes Cause sense. Because, of course, remember, Hellbound also has the lead actress from Walker in it. That's true. Oh, that's right. But I think okay. that was because he made that... And and 
then brought her to Walker, not the opposite. Gotcha. Um, And that was his... So do you think that his departure had anything to do... I mean, there's a lot of a lot of elements going yeah. into the closure of canon, uh, which I love. I love the mythos behind the, the, this weird company. I do too, man. There are two separate documentaries about this company, and I recommend both of them strongly. Yes. Electric yes. Boogaloo and the Go-Go Boys are both great, and yeah. there's also whole books about it. Canon is just fascinating. Very fascinating, yeah. Um, I do think there's a piece of that. I think this, is, this movie comes at a time in canon where they've already... Uh, blown a lot of money. Yes. So if anything, this movie is them trying to get back on track. Interesting. This is it them does, trying to get back to canon. It does feel classic. It yeah. does feel classic canon in so many ways. And this is 91, so like I said, this is where they've already blown a bunch of money on the Stallone deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe yeah. and Superman. Masters of the Universe and Superman 4 really brought really, the company really down. Really tanked them, yeah. Because um, those were big, expensive movies. Yeah. But... The problem was they were big and expensive for canon standards, but they look like shit compared to other blocks. Like Superman, <laughs> Superman 4, which I think we are, I think we're going to do Superman 4 at some point on yeah, here. Yeah. Um, it, it looks really bad yeah. in comparison to the other Superman movies because mm-hmm. it was just canon. You're not, you're not those guys, man. <laughs> like that was the problem. Canon wanted to take that next jump to we now make special effects blockbusters. Like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. They they got the, too ambitious. And so this is them re. This is them trying to course correct. This is this movie. Okay, gotcha. The hitman. So, so Icarus flew too close to the sun. Their wax wings melted, and this is their descent back yeah, down, this reaching is... terminal velocity. <laughs> the hitman is them trying to take the melted wax and try to <laughs> shape it back it, yeah. into some wings. <laughs> uh, and it does have that feel for sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you if you were a canon fan and you were disappointed by Masters of the Universe, mm-hmm. this will get you back. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. got their boy. They got Chuck. They got Chuck. Yeah. And Chuck is Chuck. Is, I, I almost said Chuck is fine, but Chuck is giving the same performance he always gives. Yes, it's true. This is when we were talking about uh, Firewalker. This is kind of more what you were referring to as like. Chuck doing what Chuck does, Chuck, as opposed to trying to be a comedic. Although what's what's qu- interesting, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not that guy. No, Chuck is Chuck is at his best when he's stoic, when he's serious. Yes. Um, although this was this was marketed as a departure for Chuck, in he's playing a darker character in this one. That is true, but is he? No, that's it exactly, and that's where I feel like when you talked about this. <laughs> Probably being rewritten from Bronson. Yeah. I think the movie was darker had it been Bronson. Yeah, yes. But yes. Chuck, like, all the stuff with the single mom with and the, the kid, that's think, Chuck. Yeah, he brought he and Aaron probably brought those scenes in, right? I, that's got to be the case. It's so it, it's we, it feels completely out of place of everything else in the movie. But it does feel like Chuck is at his most comfortable in those it scenes. Does. Well, I was watching this last night, and I was going... Oh my god, even the movie where he's like over the line and disappearing into crime, he still has to just be the best guy. He's just the best guy. <laughs> Although if you think about it, giving this child a key to his house yeah. or his apartment, uh, when he lives an incredibly dangerous life is fully irresponsible. Well, because what happens was yeah. inevitable, right? It's all his fault. He gets, <laughs> I mean, spoiler, he gets a kid blown up in this movie. <laughs> It's it's so wild. It's so wild. Uh, this is very silly. And also, 
I just want to say the plot of this movie. Oh, is there a plot? No, there isn't. That's what I was gonna say. There is. It's impossible to follow. This movie makes no sense going from scene to scene. Is he? uh, So here's the question: Is he undercover? Is he a secret government agent? I I think so. Is this in canon with the X Files? Because the Smoking Man is in this movie. Oh, I knew. The second I saw that last night, I'm like, oh, we got to talk about the cigarette smoking man being in here. I was so excited. I was so excited. I wanted more of him, man. Me too. He's only in the beginning. It's but, a you know, bummer. That's very, that's very apropos of, of the cigarette smoking man. You know, he shows up. It's true. His stuff gets set up and then he disappears, you know. Oh, I love the cigarette smoking man. It's smoke. so good. One of, one of the greatest villains in pop culture history. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and, and none of that is used in this movie, right? Like, there's nothing. No. William B. Davis is, yeah. is that actor who's just the fucking best. He's great, yeah. And still with us, too, man. I know, I'm yeah. I'm so happy that guy's still around. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched The Midnight Club yet. He's in the new Netflix show, The Midnight Club. Oh, great, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard pretty good things. I, well, I show. love Mike Flanagan, the guy who runs all those horror shows for Netflix, and this is his new thing. I haven't gotten to it as of the recording of this. Yeah. But it's on my list, and he's credited as playing someone called the Mirror Man. Okay, so. excellent. All Perfect. right. Perfect. Yeah. I think he's doing a similar thing there. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, he has one of my favorite lines in television history. Don't threaten me, Mulder. I've watched presidents die. <laughs> it's so good. It's the best, man. That's pure super villainy at yeah, its best. Yeah. Here, he's just a doctor in he's, one scene. Yes. But uh, I'm so glad we have Michael Parks back. He was. Yes. We saw him be the villain in Death Wish Five. That's what we saw. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to remember. I mean, obviously, I've seen him in a million movies. Oh, uh, several Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Well, because those guys really see, and Kevin Smith as well. Those, yeah. All those guys who grew up watching him yeah. seized him late in his career and gave God. him sort of this late career resurgence because the He's guy so good in this movie. The, He's amazing. Well, because here's the thing about. Michael Parks is a real deal good yes. actor. Yes. And then when you put him in this trash, <laughs> he's just crushing it. He he elevates in, the material and he did, so he much. He was the best thing in Death Wish 5, too. Because you're just going like, oh, this guy, he just knows exactly where to play this. I mm-hmm. loved him in this movie. Yeah, he's eccentric in really interesting ways. In ways you wouldn't necessarily it, your immediate thought wouldn't be to go in the directions that he goes in no. which keeps his performance uh interesting because you don't fully know how he's going to deliver his lines he is just oh and he's having the best time oh and, yeah and this is key to i think when you have chuck norris who is uh, we love him but the guy's a block of wood yes uh, he's is, he is not a good actor no not at all so putting him up against a guy who is doing totally unexpected things is really exciting to watch their scenes together because Parks is making Norris (laughs) better. Uh, I thought that uh, Lou Gossett Jr. did the yes. same thing as well. No, the, I, I think there's a reason Firewalker and this movie have, were better than Force of One because you're going... Force of One didn't really have anybody else, right? Like Not really. Like, like the, nobody who is in a lot of scenes with Chuck, I mm, guess. Mm-mm. Um it was just, it was all riding on Chuck's shoulders. And, and that's just, you just can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and next week we'll have uh, the great uh, uh, character actor Henry Silva with him. So 
Uh, I'm I'm excited for that. But anyway, let's talk about the Hitman. Let's talk about this movie. We open up with uh uh. We're, this we're... this opening scene is so <laughs> unnecessary. Why why have it in there? Like just just make him a Hitman. I know it is this whole thing because we get uh Chuck and his partner Michael Parks. Yes, Dell. Yeah, who's definitely not going to be revealed to be evil. Well, I did think when it started here, I'm going like normally I would say his partner's gonna get killed, but it's Michael Parks, so his partner's gonna be the bad guy. Yes, yes, uh, and both are technically correct in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. Bo- both technically sort of happen because, and we get uh, their instant camaraderie here because uh, it's a it's a a, a drug bust mm-hmm. at the docks at the docks. Yeah, because of course, where else would drug busts happen? <laughs> and my go- favorite is that just the two of them take on an entire gang. That's of always dealers. the case, man. In the in the movies we watch, right? It's always <laughs> just like two cops yeah. here to arrest an entire drug organization. <laughs> What happens is what would happen, probably. Exa- exactly. Yeah. But Chuck sneaks up and scares him, so yeah. he spills coffee all over himself. Mm-hmm. And right away with the one-liners, oh my! Some of Michael Parks' lines in this movie. Do you think he improvised some of his? Lines? I have to imagine. He yeah, did. it felt like it. I think he's. I think he was known as a guy who improvised a lot of stuff. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I just want. I wrote down this one as his one line. He goes. It's so goddamn cold out here. My dick is like a short stack of buttons. I'm I'm so glad you wrote that down, John. <laughs> I had to I had to. We this is like less than five minutes into the film, yeah. and I already had to pause because I was laughing so hard that so, I couldn't hear the dialogue. So goddamn cold. My dick is like a short stack of buttons. <laughs> Who's ever said that? That is not a saying. <laughs> It's not something well, people say. Who even said a short stack of buttons? Of buttons? Why what? buttons? It's just, it's, it, and and that is indicative of, of so much of the dialogue in this movie. Yes. The amount of times in this movie that somebody said something and I backed it up to go, what did he say? Later in this scene, uh, Michael Parks says, I'm so horny I could fuck mud. <laughs> I caught that too. Yeah, yes. what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh my and, god! And Parks has a lot of the craziest things yes. here. Because again, I think he was just making shit up. Well, I th- didn't. We, actually, we did talk about on Death Wish Five. All of his dialogue was improvised. That's I believe. true. That was oh, the that's case. Right. And he had some crazy shit in that movie too. Yeah. yeah. Michael Park. Can he be in everything we please, watch? Because Michael Park. <laughs> oh, the late great. We did lose him sadly, and that he was sad, just yeah. oh. But he got this. I do love that he got a great late in career. Like, yeah, resurgence. you know who was great? That guy. Let's make sure he's in Kill Bill and Planet Terror. And... I do really appreciate that about uh, Tarantino and Rodriguez. That they really, yeah, like they really show uh, a lot of reverence for for these actors who didn't really get a lot of like big commercial play. You yeah. Know? Um, they, and like actually like once they both get cachet in Hollywood they bring those people in totally you know? I mean that, those are the kind of guys I think like you and I as well where they just they seize on these guys you're going man that guy crushed it in like three scenes in a movie yeah yes and Parks' whole career was being the guy who would crush it in three scenes in a yeah, movie yeah, yeah and never kind of got his due yeah cause he was I think he what, he was always in in this kind of uh, yeah basically and TV I mean, he TV, was like yeah. he was on. Um, he had a running role on Twin Peaks and stuff mm, like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he always working, 
But yeah. a lot of yeah, a lot of stuff that's probably beneath his talents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then it's like, yeah, come. Be- I think from dusk till dawn was the first time that yes. they really used him, and he's fucking great in that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that was only a couple years. That was only two years after he did Death Wish Five. He's in from dusk till dawn, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I will say he did a two-parter on Walker. So Norris brought him back as well. Uh, excellent. That's, That's good great. to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, kind of you look at late in his career. Oh my God, we've talked about doing Smoke and Aces too. Oh. He's in Smoke and Aces too. I don't think I've ever seen Smoke and Aces too. I definitely haven't. Yeah. Uh, because we saw the first one in theaters. Oh, and and that movie. That's one we should do a commentary for because yeah. I love Smoke and Aces. God, it's been a long time since I've seen that, that movie. Film. Yeah. That movie that is crazy. That I that is exactly the kind of movie I like where that movie just goes goes nuts at a certain point yeah that even though uh i feel like uh seven psychopaths has a lot of Mm -hmm. smoke and aces energy to it you know it Uh, does i love these movies that just go crazy yeah or Uh, uh shoot them up shoot them oh we love that one too i feel like those were about the same time when we were going to any movie like that yeah we were looking for just complete insanity yes uh, absolutely um and those those i feel like are once again in the realm of like top tier action shelf material yes yes still kind of b but like like really really fun and well executed so this is a real formal criminal operation they've got like forklifts and stuff they do and and a welding team and you know it's the sparks from the welding that tip chuck off to something he's like wait what's that is there any (laughs) is there any way they could have done it a little bit more subtle you know i just love the chuck basically here is like crime sense is tingling yeah there's something going on there's sparks over there there must be crime happening (laughs) yeah yeah nothing that's the only thing that tips him off yeah and and michael parks does not do a great job in convincing him not to go investigate (laughs) spoiler alert he's involved yeah um and we find this out because he just starts killing people at this thing yeah why exactly i don't well here's the thing why not just go straight for chuck here's the thing that makes no sense in this movie across the board yeah don't even bother trying to follow all of the mob machinations and stuff. All of the allegiances and crime. It took me maybe an hour into this movie to figure out there are three separate criminal enterprises yes, here. There's the Italian, who who Chuck will be later associated with. Yeah. There's the French, yeah. which is complicated because the accent of that guy, I believe, was like a Quebec French. So yeah, they're they're really... they're they're French Canadian. Yeah, but they're I think they're, they're supposed, supposed to be to like be a- from France. From France, yeah. so that was confusing. But that French Canadian is such a different accent. Yes, uh, and then there's uh, they're Iranians. Iranians, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, who, as they say in the goofs here, they keep calling Arabs when in fact Iranians are Persians. They are Persians, so yeah. that's not actually. An accurate. You think uh, Canon gives a shit? No, of course not. In particular, you think the the divorced dad fans of Canon give a shit? I mean, uh, Golem and Globus are are from Israel. Of course, yeah. they don't give a fuck about Iranians. <laughs> I did think I did think about that when all of a sudden there were Middle Eastern like <laughs> bad guys. I'm going like, oh, this feels Oof. like a Golem and Globus note. It really does. It really does. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they just like just make them Palestinians. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. Why yeah, not, man? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and, and I just at a certain, it took me a while to figure out those were three separate entities. Yes, and then go and then just go. It doesn't matter though. It nope. just it, it couldn't matter less in they, this movie. But they are like what 
it is interesting that they want to have these weird like dynamics between different. Like, yeah, this feels really like they're going for some like Godfather stuff. Like the number of people who get gunned down in the streets by machine guns. Well, and it does. It, it's like you can make that movie. Yes, but it's not a Chuck Norris movie. No. You know, he likes this. This is the thing where I was thinking like, there is the impulse here. Yes, to make like. A gangster epic about warring gangs. Mm-hmm. But that is then not a Chuck Norris movie. Nope, because what is this movie saying about that? <laughs> oh, nothing. Fucking nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> when you bring up, like, The Godfather. And The Godfather has, like, five families battling each other. Yes, it's but more complicated. it's three hours long. And yes. it's an epic. And it's a morality tale. And, it's- and there's not a bunch of, you know, martial arts fights. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the martial arts fights. Because while Michael Parks is shooting people on a boat... Weirdly. I guess, with a silenced pistol. Yeah. Uh, Chuck is uh, roundhouse kicking dudes around this place. Yes. And then, you talk about a one-liner that makes no sense. He gets a guy up against the locker and says, Welcome to my world. And then punches him out. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then he followed it up with, Bobby's world. <laughs> A precursor to the 90s animated series. Exactly. That's where they got it from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They got it from this movie. (laughs) Howie Mandel said, "Mm." (laughs) Now that's something. There might be something here. Uh, But I just, it's another one where you're like. It's not a good one. No, and the whole movie is like that, where he'll drop something and the camera will push in and the music will stop and he'll say something. And then I would just go, What? Wait, hold on. Wait, can we can we watch that? What does that mean? Huh? I yeah, mean, this what... is w- one of the least confusing one-liners. It is. It is. It, it, it's worse. not good. It makes no sense. But it doesn't make you question what's happening in the film. There is stuff later where I'm going, I literally don't even understand what that has to do with anything. I don't understand what is trying to be communicated here. <laughs> uh, it's so it's so confusing. But yes. Uh, uh, so the, he's going through taking out dudes. He's taking out dudes. And then finally, of course, Michael Parks pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, oh no no what no I, I, what's crazy about this is actually is there's a guy who's gonna kill Michael Parks yes. and Chuck Norris saves him yes. and then Michael t- Michael Parks turns around and, and shoots, shoots Chuck him. Norris out a window yes there is so much people going in and out of windows oh it's in great this movie it's excellent it's it is just like the amount of the Golden Globus note is always like more broken glass more, broken more glass. fire more yeah. you know mm-hmm. more explosions more yeah. cars need to blow up yeah because mm-hmm. it is th- that's the thing this whole movie is this canon thing where it's like the plot doesn't make any sense but they're going who cares just keep having stuff happen we just <laughs> have visceral action moments if we can just keep machine guns firing and things exploding mm-hmm. and people crashing through glass no one will care exactly and they're and I, not totally I wrong i pretty much did yeah this. yeah because i would occasionally go i don't follow this whoa that guy got thrown out a window uh <laughs> <laughs> now wait hold on who was that guy oh it doesn't matter chuck norris just roundhouse kicked someone <laughs> yeah. And Chuck gets shot like so many times, a lot, and then and then flies out this window. Yes. Also, he can be in the care of cigarette smoking man. Here. Yes, yes. And I did think when he's on the operating table, I'm going, boy, this is headed to RoboCop. Territory. I know. Yeah, it felt like it. Yeah. Or I, or like six million dollar man because I was like, I think I said out loud as I was watching this, and I was like, we can rebuild him. <laughs> We can make him better because it does have that vibe to it when it's like, yeah, and then. I never understood who this like government it's guy. It's not the guy with the big eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, the eyebrows on yeah. this guy. Yeah. It's 
never fully explained. Nope. Uh, and I think that's okay. I'd rather it <laughs> under-explain what's happening than over-explain. Is this Chambers? Is that this character? Yeah, this sure. is him. Ken Pogue is this actor uh, who's in a million things. Uh, but he, yeah, he uh, he shows up and he's like, they're like, he's lucky to be alive. And then he's the one who's like, uh, uh, well, to the world will think. By the way, Chuck Norris's name in this movie is Cliff Garrett. Uh, well, and if you forget that name, that's fine because he's going to go by a different name <laughs> for, for the rest of the, of the movie. He'll go by Cliff Grogan. Uh it was like John Grogan. Oh, was it John Grogan? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because on the uh, on the IMDb, it's credited as Cliff Garrett slash Grogan. Oh, interesting. Uh, so I guess yeah, maybe it's John Grogan. But anyway, they'll call him Grogan for the yeah, rest of the movie. It doesn't. Yeah. But it's also you can go well as far as the world is concerned. Cliff Garrett is dead, <laughs> which I am like, man, this is real comic booky kind it of is, stuff. It is. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm on board for this. They yeah. don't. I don't think they do enough with this because they. Apparently, Cliff Garrett had no life because he segues into being another guy with no issues whatsoever. I believe in three years in the same area because they start out in Seattle, I think, mm -hmm. and then the rest of the movie's in Vancouver. Yeah, I think. Yes. So that's not like a huge distance. No, it is. It is a thing where like when his ex partner who tried to kill him comes back, it's like, well, of course, he's right there. Yeah, yeah. They're he, in the same city. It's not like he was in L.A. and they sent him to New York or yeah, something like that. Yeah. That would have been instead. No, it's so weird that he's just like, well, I have longer hair now. And oh, my God, the hair. The hair. The hair in this movie. This is the worst Chuck has looked in anything. I right? think so, yeah. I mean, this is, that hair is straight up disgusting. <laughs> It is so gross, <laughs> this hair, man. Yes, and that it, is true. It has that thing where this hair is so long, it always looks wet. Yes, the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme effect. It's, it is it's very but similar. I think, I think Van Damme pulls it off better. He does, but it's, it is similar to Van yeah, Damme and in, Hard Target. And Hard Target, yeah. Yeah, where it is like, oh my god, I'm just looking at the, all the photos, man. Yeah. It's... It's so ugly. Yeah. Oh my god! And I guess that's meant to be like he's a dirt bag now. I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you think we don't get a shirtless scene of him coming soaking out of the shower, oh, we do. Oh man, gotta have something for the ladies. Best believe, yeah, ladies. There is one lady in this movie who is just unceremoniously murdered. Yeah, for almost no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her motivation is is vague, and because she's also involved in the criminal. Yeah, and underworld. they're like they kind of half have a romance between her and Chuck. But not but really. Not enough. But then they kill her in a way where it seems like we should care. But I'm like, you've only been in two scenes. So it's who, like, who even come are you? on. Like, if you're if you're gonna try and kill her off in a way that we're supposed to care, you need to write her in a way. You have to care about her as you're writing her. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, they very clearly have very little opinion of her. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, she's barely even a character at yeah. all. Uh, I do like though, in classic canon fashion, she is brutally shot like in the face. Yep. Well, I, a lot of people are shot in the face. In this I will movie. say the squib work in this movie is exquisite. I, I, I just. Modern movies that do the CG blood effects, not, it's, it's not the same. It's never the same because, 
Oh my god, the amount of people who just get machine gunned to death in this thing. Yeah. And blood is exploding off of them. And it's, and it's like, people get shot like 14 times is how they die. <laughs> no one just gets shot once in this movie. People are just blown to be. Well, and people get shot 15 times and then still stagger and yeah. have a death scene. That's true. I love this movie for that. This movie is just complete insanity. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, I was also going like, oh, squib work, man, squib work with something <laughs> everybody just everybody can see huge globs of blood coming off of people so, but yeah so then oh. it's just like all right three years later three which years is not later. a very long period of but time. he is fully yes like a top level assassin and he's for... never like he's very rarely checking in with this government agent <laughs> so you kind of forget that that was a thing i did almost to the point where you go like did it couldn't they have it just didn't been need it? it he could have just been a hitman or if he was undercover just reveal that he was undercover at some point in the movie right yeah we don't you know? need any of this but i did think what is the investigation here what evidence has he gathered i don't he doesn't know have, he do, yeah he's not wearing a wire recording stuff or no, anything no no so you, it, it's it's insane there it, is and the this acts no of sense. violence that he lets happen and that facilitates he commits. that he we commits. We see him when we first meet him here. He just straight up murders, murders a guy. Yeah, uh, which is because uh, we get this scene where this guy is <laughs> number one. I love the uh, I love an organized crime meeting scene. In of course, movie. this kind of <clears throat> this movie. I just went through puberty. Um, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. This movie kind of reminds me of that Schwarzenegger movie, Raw Deal. Yeah. Very yeah, similar movie. Yeah. Also a canon film, right? Or co-produced by canon. I think, yeah, I think that was a canon-involved movie. Yeah, and it yeah. definitely had that vibe. Yes. Um, But yeah, very similar to this. But we get a similar thing here. But I love this scene where they're letting this guy go. Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, Joey, we just can't have you around anymore. Yeah, and they're not... They're they're just like whatever you want, whatever you like, yeah. whatever golden parachute yeah. you like, we'll give it to you. Yeah. Look, I mean, we want to make sure you're comfortable. We're gonna set you up with a nice severance package. Which I'm going. The mob doesn't do that. No, they the, just they would just kill him. And then they're they're actually upset when Chuck just blows him away. Yeah. I will say, love that Chuck's primary weapon is a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. In this movie. It, <laughs> love. That it's a sick gun. There were several times where Maggie's just like, "What is this gun?" Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like an all-purpose. It like can do so everything. It, there's nothing it can't do. It's what it is is an insane weapon. As I'm I'm looking at it here, yeah. and let me I've got, we're in the same room here, so I can spin this around. Yeah. So what it is is it's like a skeet shooting shotgun yeah because it's the it's, it's the, got the break action. it's got the break open and the 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 double barrels on top of each other not as to opposed side to the side yeah right but he sawed it off down to the point of it being concealable <laughs> it's a crazy gun to carry <laughs> yes. but i love it, it in this it, movie it's it's it is insane because that would be so ineffective it would oh it, the it, range would be terrible well because he's you've You've, you take, it up. you've taken a gun designed for accuracy yeah. and made it inaccurate. Yes, yeah. exactly. It is chaos, but it looks cool it, as fuck on It does screen, look man. very cool, and every time he reloads it, I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. And I love that he's got the the bandolier of shells in in a shoulder holster. Yes, because he does dual wield at several points. So <laughs> he, he also... one hands the shotgun yeah. and has a pistol in the other hand. Dude, I love it, man. That's pure <laughs> cannon nonsense. Oh, I love it. Yeah. 
where it's all a step it's all form over function oh yes oh absolutely and we are here for it also just there is so much just laying waste with machine guns in this movie yep it's the best I do always think of canon movies as being like very oozy heavy, and yeah. this movie is just nonstop. I mean, we've we've seen a lot of gunfights that are not very exciting. This you know? movie, this ha- movie's pretty exciting. This movie has five to six great gunfights. In yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Um, and mostly just through complete chaos. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the difference is. You know, like what is like. We, we've talked about people just kind of standing around shooting machine guns as not being very exciting. Is there, like, uh, momentum to these fight scenes, you think? Or? I think, yeah. I mean, I do think... Also, I don't think Aaron Norris is a bad director. Right, yeah. I think he is. I think he comes from stunts. Yeah. So I think he does have a pretty good command over action. Okay, gotcha. I, I think maybe as an acting director, I don't. Ooh, I can't well, speak to that. But to be fair, he only directs movies with Chuck Norris. So. Yeah, so how uh, much direction is actually happening? There's yeah. a good question. Has he ever directed anything that Chuck wasn't in? Oh, that is a great question. Let me see here. Hmm... What is Platoon Leader? I don't think this has Chuck. Oh, no, he did a Dudikoff movie for canon. Oh, okay. And we'll have to get that. We'll have to have a Dudikoff month. We should. We've still only seen the one movie, right? I think the we've shooter. only seen The Shooter. Yeah. We are definitely going to do American Ninja. Yeah. That's yeah. a given. And then what's Good Cop, Bad Cop? I don't think Chuck is in this either. I don't know what this is. It's got a good canon name to it. It though. does, yeah. I mean, he's a canon director. I think yeah. all of his movies are for canon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just those two, and then it's all Chuck movies. Yeah. Uh, he did do Sidekicks and Top Dog. Okay. Which are both the the Chuck family Chuck, movies. Yeah, Chuck teaming up with a child and a Chuck teaming up with a dog, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, this was kind of a family movie. Well, that's the weird thing. So, okay. The the kid in this movie. Yeah. The, every time there was a scene with this single mom and this kid. It's I a was, different movie. When I was thinking, who is this for? Because the bloodthirsty divorced dads don't want to see this no, shit. No, they don't. And this movie isn't aimed at kids. No, it's very violent. Oh, this is this earns its R rating. Horrendously violent. Yeah. Yeah. It is nonstop bloodshed. Yeah. These people just being ripped apart by bullets for yeah. the most part. <laughs> <laughs> it is just for Chuck, right? Is that it's gotta be. Reason? It's gotta be. We're just Chuck like is... I gotta. I gotta be like a good mentor to this child. What? Well, because you to just... this inner city child. He loves this shit. Because this is so much of Walker. Exactly. Yes. yes. There's lots of Cordell Walker not just being a badass lawman, but being a role model for young kids. <laughs> and I remember watching Walker as a kid. So I guess I. I guess that works. Yeah. You know, Although I think even as a kid, I was bored by those scenes. Of course. Where I'm like, get that's back not, to kicking. That's not why we're here. Okay? Yeah. Well, and that's interesting that he does make stuff like sidekicks and things like that, yeah. where he is like, well, now I'm just going to do that. Right, exactly. At least then the tone could be a bit more cohesive. His Saturday morning cartoon, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. I don't remember that. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a thing. And I think he had a group of kids with him. That in sounds it. It was right. one of those things yeah, where that it's sounds like, right. yeah, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Um,. Uh, commandos with a K, of course. Uh, oh, ooh, ooh, right, right, Roddy right. Commandos, right? Yeah, well, I, I guess as, as long as there's not another K. Oh, uh, no, there isn't. Okay. Um, oh, boy, though, you want to talk about some some racist stuff, this movie it's Pretty racist. Some, we- some weird casual racism and some weird racism is bad. 
Yes, both. It does it, both. It, it's 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 bad to be racist against African Americans, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but, but, when but Chuck, Iranians. When Chuck just casually throws out the term camel jockey later, yep, I was yep. like, "Fucking hell, man!" It, it's unclear if he was just doing it to instigate a fight. Well, he was undercover. He was <laughs> undercover, but boy, they really don't dispute the fact that he's racist against these uh, uh, Iranians. So, Oh my god. Oh, that that scene when he comes into the restaurant. Crazy. Is complete insanity. It is. We'll it get is. there, though. Oh, um, boy. So yeah, let's see. Uh, let's talk about this siege that happens on the steamiest emptiest street in vancouver (laughs) yes the steam coming off of this street is insane yes and there's not a soul in sight nope except for a horse-drawn carriage out of nowhere i was (laughs) was wondering if that was going to be important no they just wanted to gun down a horse that Uh, was why but also kind of not make a big both Make a big deal and not a big deal. Right, exactly. It was a very weird scene. It's incredibly strange, yes. But I do love this just like, here's our here's our plan. We're going to wait for some guys to drive around that corner. And then we're just going to shoot the fuck out of them. <laughs> and it's also unclear. So who are, they're shooting up the French, right? Yes, yeah. Right, and then the Iranians show up. So right. The, okay. okay. And then it turns into a three-way gun. Th- this battle. is where this is where it started to get confusing. And me. this is where this is where you get oh what a primo death scene this one guy has because this guy gets shot like forty times, <laughs> but then he's still like walking forward going. Oh! And this is the guy. So there is. <laughs> So uh, Chuck Norris has a heart to heart with one of the Italian mobs, and that's the guy car. who's gonna get shot. Yeah, to yeah, and he's like talking about how it's like, oh, I've known these guys for for twenty years Cause, now. Because keep in mind, Chuck Norris is with the Italian mafia. Yes, a very Italian looking inc- Chuck Norris. Well, I think they make a point of saying that he he's not Italian. Right, he's not full blood because somebody he, says he doesn't smell like olive oil or something. Well, I mean, like that. that's the thing. This movie is also I love. I love that everybody is so their ethnicities yes, in this movie. Yes. The Italian guys are always going, let's go get some pasta. <laughs> and the French guys are going, oh, let's get some wine to drink. Yeah, and the yeah. Iranian guys, of course, are watching a belly dancer and, and eating, eating hummus. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going like, you know, you can be these nationalities without literally living every aspect of the culture. Not in a canon 24 film, No, it's just like... Come on, man. They're going like, Magoo, let's get some lasagna. Come on. Just going Forget like, about it. Yeah, it's just, they're going like, we got 95 minutes to establish three gangs. They are all going to be stereotypes. We have no time. We they're, have no time for subtlety here. No, honestly, it is like, I mean, sure, you, it is objectively offensive. I'll hear that argument. But it oh, does yes. feel like it's just like, we are stereotyping for the sake of speed. <laughs> <laughs> And this, the soundtrack is crazy to this movie. The it, soundtrack is nuts because the opening song is like a shitty '80s song. Oh god, it's so. Uh, it is so like uh, uh, the, this band was rejected by uh, so many, so many labels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy Preboy on the road again is the yep. name of the song. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, uh, from the album "Upon My Wicked Son." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's such a stupid name. Uh, 
Uh, By the way, can you call another song on the road again that isn't the Willie Nelson? I know, I know, right? Uh, uh, I gotta find this song. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because it's in direct contrast with the rest, like the entirety of the rest of the soundtrack. Oh, sorry, that's a, that's an ad. Uh, go ahead. Um, like the rest of it is very synthy, moody saxophone. It's very noir. much trying to do like the Lethal Weapon kind of yeah, sound, where it's like yeah. kind of this mood. But the movie is doesn't have that vibe in other places. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, here. See if we get sued on the. Let me skip forward. Oh, oh there we go. It feels like something that would have been, but was probably rejected by Miami Vice. Oh yes. Just to remind everyone, this movie came out in the nineties. Yeah, nineteen ninety-one. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, bam, the seal. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. Yeah. On the road again. I don't want to get pulled off of YouTube or yeah. something for that. Yeah. So, but I, they, that just gives you a tip. That's how this movie opens up with just, like, shots of the ducks. Yes. But, yeah, then the rest of the movie is like... Yeah, very moody, synthy, saxophone, noir music. Except uh, for the scenes with the kid. Then well, it has yes. this weird, like... Uh, upbeat like I'm helping a kid we're learning together yeah cause I did go oh my god the second this kid's being bullied I'm like Chuck's gonna teach this kid karate he's gonna teach him karate and then the the, the kid is gonna defend himself uh, against the bully which that scene is that scene crazy. is nuts Just, and, of course, and then of course though that bully has an awful father who Chuck can beat up yes time. exactly good uh, Lord, Good Lord, Good yeah, Lord. So we get this massive shootout, uh, and then Chuck just goes home. Yep, he's like, "Well, I've done my job." And then they're like, "Oh God, we've been ambushed." <laughs> he's like, "I guess I'll turn around." Jesus, oh boy, I'm off the clock, man. I shouldn't even be here today. <laughs> Not even supposed to be here today. Uh, and so yeah, uh, and so but he goes home. Uh, to find, yeah, this kid sleeping outside of his apartment because yes. I couldn't find the key. Okay, I just—it's really, really easy to duplicate keys. Was it more difficult in 1991 to duplicate a key? <laughs> no, because what Chuck should have done is duplicated the key for the mother instead of giving this Chuck. So basically, yeah. he invites this kid to like. Stay at his apartment because he lives down the hallway, I guess. Right. Um, and you can sleep on my couch. You can sleep on my couch. And I love that the kid lays down on the couch and then Chuck goes into his. By the way, Chuck sleeping in a futon in this? Apparently, yeah. Yeah. It's part of his character, John. I guess so. Yeah. But I love him taking off his gun and just dropping it on the bed or the yeah. futon. Um, <laughs> Very what is, safe. What is the kid's name? Tim. Okay, that's what I thought. Timmy. So this is Salim Grant is this kid. Yeah. Uh oh who did, who has you did some work after did this. Some work after, well, that's good. Um uh, Oh, he was one, he was a regular on Saved by the Bell the new class. Okay. Yeah. That other Saved by the Bell show. Huh. Uh-oh. Is this a picture of him with Cosby? Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. Oh, he's Cosby's son and ghost dad. 
Jesus Christ, okay. Yikes. Ooh. There he is. Lots of pictures of him with cause. Oh boy. Boy, all of his IMD pic, all of his IMDb pictures have Cosby. That was like the big, that was the big get for him, I guess. It's like, oh, I was in a Cosby film. Yep. Oh my God, I love. Okay, guess what he's doing now? He's playing Bill Cosby. (laughs) He is Snoop Dogg's producer. Okay, well, that's where that's what he is now. Well, here's the thing about Snoop Dogg. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's Fantastic guy. Well, I mean, compared to Cosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosby's a fucking monster. Yeah, I don't... Uh, Snoop Dogg doesn't have any of those kind of allegations against him. He's just high all the time. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. That's Sure. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, this kid is just... I just... I, as soon as this kid got introduced, I'm going, Oh, this is not this movie. Nope. No, no, nope. no, no, no. We've no. seen so many people's heads get blown open. You can't have this, like, blood-soaked... <laughs> gangster film yes and then also be like and i'm taking care of this kid (laughs) because chuck norris would have to be a psychopath to do the things he does in this movie right (laughs) like what he does what he does to the main villain at the end of the movie is so psychotic (laughs) is sadistic man it's it's so fucked up the way amazing this is the most psychotic way that anyone has killed a bad guy I, I will say like we we've complained so many times about the main villains of the movies not getting the most ridiculous not deaths. in this one this movie really does save it for, for the oh, main oh, villain does it, i do appreciate that does it ever but yeah it does make you go like oh god he had to rig that whole thing up for the pur- <laughs> it took purpose so of much it. time to set up this death trap <laughs> Um, but yes, he is he is a great role model. Now, meanwhile, yes. Chuck's uh, uh, cohort in the mob mm-hmm. is torturing this Iranian guy they've captured I did by forget about force-feeding him pork. Yeah. Which that, would be against his religion. It would be against his religion. Uh, and, Eat that pork, you son of a bitch! And the scene goes on for way too long. <laughs> it goes on. This is half the movie, right? It <laughs> seems, it felt like it at this point. You, I just, it's so gross and uncomfortable. As he just goes, you eat that pork, you piece of shit! <laughs> and then, and then I'm gonna tell all your friends you ate some pork. Yeah, I'm gonna take some pictures of you eating pork. Okay, oh, look at these pork chops. Yeah, I made some good, I made some grilled sausages for you. And because this guy has this big beard, it's just smeared all over his, it's so gross. It's disgusting. And it's one of the weirdest scenes. Yes. But don't worry. I think it awakens some sort of sexuality in some some of these divorced dads. Mm. Oh, I could go for some pork. You know, I gotta pause this movie and go get some pork. Hold Uh, on. I gotta, I gotta make a stop at IHOP. <laughs> uh, give me all the pork you got. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching the Hitman. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a regular thing. The local manager at IHOP is like, "Oh God, the sir, Hitman again." Sir, did you rent the Hitman tonight? I did. I yes, did. I did. Yes. I, I need some guilty pork. as charged. Well, what can you say? I'm a big Chuck man. Now throw me another brew dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, somebody's got their brew dog and their pork chop, and they're watching the hitman going double oh, fisting yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, because this Italian guy is going to get literally gutted in the next scene. And this is uh, this is really the main scene to contrast with the like 
teaching a child how the, to defend themselves. The man is cut open and his guts are his spilling guts out. His guts are of literally him. spilling out. Like yes. his intestines are And then exposed. he makes his friend shoot him in the head. Come on! Yeah. You gotta do it. No, don't. Don't. <laughs> What? Don't yeah, don't don't chicken out, man. You gotta do it. You're my friend. You're my best friend. You gotta shoot me right in the head. <laughs> and he does, and you're just going like, what is this movie? Cut to Cut Chuck to. being like, Alright, so this is how you want to defend yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, cut to I think right after that is Chuck going, You like model planes? <laughs> It feels so much like that uh, uh, from Airplane. Yeah. Do you just... like gladiator movies, Timmy? <laughs> you ever hang around a gymnasium? Yeah. Is a grown man naked? <laughs> yeah, get Peter Graves in here, man. You know, I was thinking about uh, finishing up a uh, model plane. You want to help me out with it, Timmy? Yeah. Yeah, that would be the best. Yeah. When, You're so cool. When this was going, I'm like, what the fuck? I just <laughs> saw a man's intestinal yeah. track. <laughs> This, and and his and his mother's just going. It's so hard working three jobs and trying to raise a boy. This is like. And and he's and she's also going. Thanks, Mister Grogan, for helping us get this apartment. I'm going. God damn it, what Chuck! Fuck? You've what? always got to be the best guy there is, even when you're a fucking psychopath. Oh, he murders so many people. So many mind. people. Yeah. And I mean, and murders. Mur- yes. Yes. I Not- don't know what this government program he's part of, but they are totally cool with him just dropping bodies left and right. Yeah, must be the CIA, right? <laughs> well, it's it's such a weird thing where I'm going the other way you could have it is just have him be like a punisher type. Yes. Where he was a cop and now he's just on his own being a vigilante. Yeah, it's his own mission to take down this criminal organization maybe i guess so yeah well i mean because we do eventually get to him seeding this battle between them yes and that is like a i think there are punisher stories like that where he's literally setting up gangs to kill each other and stuff like that yeah and that would be fine the the having the government agency guy confuses this movie so much it only complicates it yeah because you because you are just going what are the goals of this government agency and two they obviously don't get achieved by the end of the movie. No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I guess all the gangs die? Well, was that their goal? I don't know. We also, as we said, don't know what agency this is, no. what their mission is, what no. their... Any, we it's don't really never know explained. What anyone's objectives are in this. I don't even understand Michael Parks. He's just evil. He's just evil, yeah. Because he's working... He's with like the playing, Iranians. Yeah, but pretending to work with the French or the, or the Italians... He's like double crossing people. I guess. Yeah, oh, yeah, because he he yeah, because uh, the Italians and him team up to kill the French, right? And but then he betrays the Italians, right? Does he betray the Iranians as well, or is uh, I don't I don't remember. I gotta consult my. Notes I mean, this is this is all there. like end of the movie stuff we're kind of all over the place here which is fair because this movie's all over the place um one of my favorite scenes is where the iranians come up to these guys who are doing a drug deal yeah and they kill the one guy and then they tell the other guy you're free to go and then i'm going dude don't get in that car because it's gonna blow right it's but the guy's like well what do you know they let me live kaboom my favorite uh, this is where i went that car is going to explode because oh, yes. it's a cannon movie. Yes, yeah, and, and, and it did. <laughs> oh, it does, and my a fireball. Fa- my favorite scene in this movie is when I think the French guy goes on a walk, through, like a yes. hike through the wilderness for no reason. <laughs> yeah. 
It is ambushed by the Iranian. Well, uh, first mob. he finds a bunch of guys strung upside down and like with their throats slit. Yeah, and he's like, I I would say doing a pretty good performance of being terrified. He is like it's it is kind of horrifying because actually, of his that performance. Guy's, that guy's pretty good. I yeah, thought. I mean his accent is not. Well, right it doesn't. For the it doesn't movie, fit. But yeah, I think he does do a good. That's job. just that guy's accent. Yes, that guy is from Quebec. Yes. Um, but that's uh, Marcel Saborn, mm. um, who's a character actor in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. A lot of, lot of French. You know, a lot of like uh, Canadian movies. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. I thought. I mean, I think. I think reasonably, everybody's pretty good in this. For the most part, yeah, yeah. Um, lot. A lot of these are Canadian actors. I was, it was filmed up in Canada, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If it, if Anything to save money. Exactly, yeah. If it's filmed, if it's supposed to take place in Canada, it might as well be filmed there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it was entirely filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yep. Uh, and it looks like it. But I will say, nice that they did set it there. At yeah, least. yeah. It's, it's not the thing where they're telling me that Vancouver is New York. Oh, you mean like in the X-Files? <laughs> in the first... Four seasons? Yeah, I think... Four or five seasons? Because then they end up moving to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the show does look a lot different. It uh, does. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but then when they did the new seasons, they went back to Vancouver. Which is which the way to go, I It think. is, yeah. X-Files should be shot up there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they... Uh, but, yeah, they blow up that guy. All right, now, we, now we're to the racist bullies. So, across the street... Yes. ...from their apartment building... Yes. ...is just a gang of racist kids. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a gaggle of four or five racist children. Being egged on by one of the fathers of these kids. Yes. Who yes. is just like, he is basically just fist pumping hate crimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they're, and so they're chasing the kid home and I'm yeah. going, oh, it's just normal schoolyard bullies. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right? Is what I thought. It's like, he's a nerd, they're chasing him. Yeah. And then the father comes out. And goes, ah, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta catch a coon before you can skin him. Like, holy fuck! Yeah, it's, are, are that, it's full. You talk about. I had to back it up to go. Like, did I hear that right? Right, exactly. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it, it, it went one from one to racist real quick. It really did. And I'm going. One, well, it did also make me go once again. Like, what? You're a canon movie. Don't confront racism. No. Just just have the kid have bullies at school. Yes. It didn't have to be racially motivated. I, I think I think this is Chuck, right? <laughs> I think it is. Because Chuck this wants to take a stand sub- against yeah. racism. Well, specific kinds of racism. But Well, yeah, he doesn't look <laughs> No no well, no or Gorman Gorman Globus is like, yeah, yeah, call him camel jockey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got some uh, script revisions yeah. for you. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems to just be mostly uh, slurs against Middle Eastern people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I added. That's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Now excuse us as we go back to Israel to dodge tax problems. Uh... <laughs> uh... So yeah, Chuck watches this and then he goes in. And he's like, "What's the matter, Timmy?" <laughs> Once again, we've shifted now into an after-school special. He he's saying f- from his room as he's taking off his bandolier of shotgun shells. <laughs> well, there is this thing, this dichotomy with Chuck, where it's like he made these like violent movies. Yeah, but I think this is what he really wants to yes, do. Yes, I yes. think in his core, he is like wholesome dad. Yes. 
like and, like Walker Texas Ranger is like the perfect distillation of him. It is because yeah. it vacillates between those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes down some criminals. In yes, it. but there's a lot of him moralizing. Yes, in it. and there's a lot of like, well, you know, kids, it is trouble, and you know, <laughs> gee, thanks, Walker. <laughs> And network TV was a great place for him because that shit can fly there. Yes. This movie is just shifting violently Vi- between the two. Yes. And I am I was watching I definitely was thinking this because I'm going, no way in hell Charles Bronson would be going, No, what's the matter, Timmy? <laughs> and a rough day at school. Uh, oh, no, actually it's worse than that. I just remember the line that I had to back out to make sure he goes, What's wrong, Tiger? He does. He says that to that, him. That point. feels like a Chuck Norris yeah. I- improvisation. Yeah. Because yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine. Ch- Once again, Bronson going, Hey, had a rough day at school, tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time I murder all the bullies. <laughs> Charles Bronson would have shot all these kids. When I was a boy, I was also bullied. Oh, my God. So, this is fucking crazy. Yes. When Chuck Norris commiserates with this kid because he too was a victim of racism yes because he grew up on an indian reservation yeah <laughs> where he was where he was ostracized for being white the only one of the only other things on the trivia this came from chuck norris's life oh yeah it, it feels like it this does. is based on his it life really of being feels the, like it does. A chuck was the only white kid on an indian reservation apparently growing up so like everything that steven seagal pretended to be chuck norris actually was is yeah what you're saying yeah <laughs> uh they talk about uh uh the story chuck norris character tells about being harassed by bullies actually did happen to Norris while he was growing up. Yeah. That was that was true. Yeah. Um so wow. I guess that's good, but I did start to go like, oh man, Chuck Norris going, I too know what it's like to be persecuted for your race. It's right. Like, well it's it's oh. not it's yeah, it's well, I don't expect a movie to come that came out in nineteen ninety one to understand the difference between a person being racist and a system that uh, uh, oppresses an entire like population of no. People. I mean, like once again, it's like good. I generally agree with the movie that yeah, you shouldn't be racist, but it is making this very simple. And yes, it's, you know, it's yes. it's a very simple review of like yes, like yeah, you shouldn't attack people for being a different race. Yeah, yes, it's it's showing racism as it's broadest most like caricatured version you know it's like when people say oh i'm not racist because i don't physically attack black people this is what they mean that is exactly what it means yeah uh so chuck did grow up in prairie village kansas okay which is uh primarily uh shawnee osage and kansa indians okay so yeah yeah so chuck i mean when Chuck brings in some Native American stuff, he actually—I mean, I'm not saying—he's obviously not Native American, and he but never claims to be. He so. never does. But when that comes into his stuff, he does have some, some experience. With yeah, him. yeah, he—you yeah. know—I mean, you know, I, Chuck is not the piece of shit that Seagal is. No, no. I, I, my, I was uh, talking with my brother yesterday. I mentioned that I was going to be watching a, a Chuck Norris movie. And he's like. Is Chuck? How is Chuck Norris as a person? Like, is he like Steven Seagal shitty? I'm like, I don't think so. Uh, not that no, I've seen. No, he's um, 
Like, nobody's as shitty as... Like, no. Steven Skull might be the worst human being that's ever existed. No. Uh, 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 he he's, he's Republican. He does lean he's conservative. Christian, he's Christian Republican, but he's not not a Trump guy. Um, he's a Ted Cruz guy, though. Oh, boy. Yeah, he did... He he does... He has done Cruz rallies. Oh, boy. Um, so, you know, guilty by association. But it is, yeah, it is kind of a thing where he just kind of generally, he's old man Republican. Old man Republican, yeah. That's, that's he's, right. he's like Clint Eastwood uh, Republican. Yeah, exactly. Where yeah. it's sort of like they're just vaguely Republican, but yeah. like, like here's a picture of him with Mike Huckabee, you know? Gross. Yeah, exactly. There he, oh, here he is buddying up with George W. Bush. Uh, but he's not, no, um, no, tr- no, no, nothing about his stance on Trump. Hmm, interesting. In here. I think weirdly he's, silent. I since. think I think just <laughs> quiet on that. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it's just the idea here. But uh, but uh, what is this here though? He he's received. Oh, it, that's interesting. But has received pushback for criticizing Mormons. Oh, now that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's that's it. yeah. So I think, you know, he and I wouldn't get along if we discussed anything of a serious matter. Probably not. But I think all everything I've heard, he seems like a somewhat nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was that guy who was pretending to be him at the January 6th rally. Which is <laughs> crazy. There was a guy who looked a lot like him. People were taking pictures with him. And Chuck had to come out and go, that's not me. I, Please don't drag me into this. I was somewhere else at the time. Please do not I mean, not Chuck is 82 me. years old. He's I mean, not going to be, yeah, he's not going to be in a riot that no. storms the Capitol. Are you kidding me? No. Uh, but I think the other thing is he's 82 years old. I don't even know how involved in anything he, you know, like. Probably not. I think he just shows up, right? Yeah, yeah. I just that's the thing, too, where it's sort of like. He's the kind of guy who who's like, yeah, thank God for all my blessings and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Whatever he he's, he takes a lot of photos in cowboy hats <laughs> on I'm on his Instagram. It's a lot of him in cowboy hats. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and yeah. oh, here he is doing a demonstration. He's still he's still out there doing karate yeah. and is definitely coloring that hair. My God, that hair <laughs> still brown. <laughs> At uh, eighty two, can I tell you about the fact that he has his own brand of bottled water? Though that That's makes me laugh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if I can find the. Is, uh, is it called Walker Water? Oh, it should be. Water Walker? It's called Sea Force. That. Sea Force One. Let me see if I can get a good. Uh... <laughs> Here's what it looks like. Oh, wow. And it's got the image of him it in the does... cowboy hat. It the branding is kind of like Axe body spray. It is. It's in that. Well, it's 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 a manly product, right? Oh, look at this. What look could at be this manlier than look at that water? Look out at of a that. Bottle. Oh yeah. Pure, powerful, perfect. Hell yeah. Sea force. Open denim vest. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Big uh, old belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> there he is with the bottling company with his yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, most of his stuff is just. He's mainly just shilling products yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like well, a lot you know, of people. You know what? You gotta Whatever, cash in on your, on your celebrity and status. And as a far bit. as products to go, bottled water's fine. I'm sure they're overcharging, but sure. whatever. It's not like it's Nestle bottling water. No, and he's know? not doing the like supplements bullshit, at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. Man. He's not 
taking drinking water from like indigenous uh, populations or anything. I like don't that. think so. No, I think he's. You know what? Like I said, some of these guys, I just go, whatever, man. He, the, the 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 spectrum of like, there's not much to harp on about Chuck Norris. Sure, yeah. He's not active enough. He's not writing books. He's yeah, not, you know, yeah. Uh, I think he was like doing Bowflex at one point too. I, like I remember the, that. Yeah, yeah in, like, I don't know early two thousands. Right? Yeah, I don't know if it was actually Bowflex, but it was one of those things like that. Total yeah. Gym or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah, you yeah, could I... look like Chuck Norris. Um. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So he tells him his story, and then we just get a montage of him teaching him how to fight. Yep. That I love ends with this woman coming over and him basically being like get out of here kids sex time now. yeah it's very it's so uncomfortable uh you want to talk about one of the weirdest scenes in this movie when they're when she goes to slap him and it turns sexy yes. and then he disappears goes, goes down on her I, you know i don't know what happens yeah. all i know is he disappears below camera no clothes appear to be moved no and then she has no reaction there's no she- like there's nothing to indicate, but I. But what else am I supposed to take from the visuals than that he's going down on her? But the movie's just like, yeah, that's about as much as we're gonna do. Yeah, I. I, ch- I think it's interesting that Chuck would be perceived as giving oral. Sex I know. In the movie. Yeah, that is. Str- I don't think I've ever seen that in another. Like, how many? He doesn't really have a lot of movies with like sex scenes. No, he's pretty asexual on screen, and yeah. honestly, even this is pretty light you know yeah, i mean yes yes there's there's no chuck thrusting into her or there's, anything like that <laughs> there's no tommy wiseau uh butt shots look in at here. my ass um but i will say that there is a line in here i wrote down as a one-liner when she comes to see him he goes she goes uh oh uh he's a nice boy when the kid leaves and he mm-hmm. goes i didn't think you like nice boys just big ones <laughs> so weird so weird and this weird scene where she like goes to slap him but then it's like ooh, oh oh okay this is like klingon foreplay man. yeah um i don't know what that's and then we just cut to chuck is going to a meeting with the crime boss he's Who, gonna and and this crime boss this and the, the woman are seeing each other right i think so, so there so chuck There's... and her are having an affair yeah, which is kind of a classic gangster movie thing. Like, you're sleeping with the boss's girl. Does that it, pay off in no. any way? I mean, she gets she's killed. killed by who? She's killed by the guy. By the Italian guy? Yeah. Okay. I guess presumably for having an affair with Chuck. But but they he doesn't take it out on Chuck. No. He's, it's just her. And, and, and in fact, he kind of confronts Chuck about it. But then it's just like, I love this guy. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's so weird. But anyway, let's talk about Chuck going, who cares about it? He proposes an alliance with the French guy who doesn't take it. Yes. It doesn't matter. But then he goes to this Iranian restaurant where, yeah, there, we watch a woman belly dance for too long. For way too long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, though. You just talk about like the, where I was shaking my head in this movie. Yeah. When Chuck dips his hands in the hummus here, and then he goes, tastes like shit. <laughs> you guys eat this? Yeah. <laughs> And I thought, oh, great. You know what? Murder people, but let's not insult the cultures. Also, hummus is great. I mean, there I is, love hummus, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there uh, there is bad hummus. But, oh, of course. But um, but probably not in a restaurant like this. This would be where I'd That's think where get, the good stuff Yeah, the be. really good shit would be in there. Yeah. These are the kind of places I seek out for that sort of thing. Again, I, I kind, I'm not going to defend the behavior in this, in this <laughs> scene. 
But I kind of got the impression he was just trying to be as insulting as possible. I think he was. And he's also there claiming he represents the French guy. Exactly. Because this, this is his uh, uh, action to set those two uh, Yeah, he's trying to eliminate the French and the Iranians by having them kill each other. Yes. Which is, you know, once again, classic... Uh, uh, mob movie kind of stuff. Yeah, but it is it is a weird contrast to the scene that happened not that long ago where he's talking about people's differences. Yeah, you know? and then he's like, you fucking can't. <laughs> With this like... fucking shit you're shoveling your mouth that you call food. <laughs> Fuck it. It, it is... It is it is weird. It really yeah. is a weird contrast to that. And then he just he beats the shit out of these oh, guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Before then the guy who got fed the pork comes in and he's yes. like, "Hey, you, I know you." And Chuck, he just murders him. Chuck pulls out that shotgun and blows this guy out the front window. And then once again talking about lame one-liner, he goes, "Drop dead." <laughs> Which you could say for any killing in any action movie. It's true, yeah. yeah. Chuck, we have talked about this. He, Much like the Firewalker, he's not the one-liner Nope, guy. no, he, he is not. He shouldn't be doing the one-liners. No. It always feels uncomfortable and forced yes. when he does them. Yes. Uh, he never seems to naturally deliver these. He's not like a Schwarzenegger who lives to deliver these. That's like, Sch- Schwarzenegger at his acting best is when he's delivering yeah. one-liners. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, that was their thing. Yeah, yeah. Van Damme also isn't fantastic yeah, not, not, with them. They yeah. just don't feel natural coming e- from Exactly, them. yeah. It's like Stallone, Schwarzenegger... You you get the sense that they're chuckling as they're saying them. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I was thinking about that recently because I've, I've been, as I'm always watching something. The anatomy of a one-liner? Well, I was thinking about the origin of the one-liner, and I think, I think it's Connery. Yeah, I think it's Connery okay. and Bond. Yeah. I think he's the first one. Did you go back to Dr. No, and there's the thing where the guys drive off the cliff, and they go, mm-hmm. oh my god, uh, what happened to those guys? And Connor goes, they were on their way to a funeral. <laughs> And I think that, to me, is maybe the so. first like action movie one-liner I can Bond think of. Because Bond is kind of very integral to this genre, really. Yeah, like the it's... Bond movies are kind of the, the, the beginnings of action cinema. Yeah, yeah. Like, as like... we know it, you know, like franchise, mm-hmm. big movie Yeah, we've talked driven. about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've talked about that the first action movie is maybe North by Northwest. Yes, yes. Because um, I do think you got to roll Hitchcock into the invention of action movies. Definitely, and, yeah. But I do think the, that, that quippy one-liner after killing somebody, I think that's Bond. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of staples in action movies that come from Bond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, 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 the formation of villains, mm-hmm. the, just kind of the structure of an action the, movie. Like, the cold open like action sequence the you cold know? open action sequence the big battle mm-hmm. ending like yeah. a lot of that stuff comes from bond and it's interesting to see the way that but the i was watching henchman you yeah know? i was yeah. watching dr no the other day and when he said that i go i think this is the earliest i can think of that somebody like tossed off a one-liner after taking out some bad guys yeah and then of course yeah. that became such a staple of the bond yes. franchise yes you have to zing the people y- yes exactly um and once again some are better the connery was great at roger moore was maybe the best yes that guy that was... loved a one-liner <laughs> he sure did he loved that more than anything yes um but uh so yeah okay we, we we talked about the scene where the guy finds all the people dead in the forest mm-hmm. that's the leader of the french good lord that sequence and then i do love the idea that like guys are like hung up in trees with their throats slit but then they just open up with a machine gun on this guy yep 
Well, they don't kill him, right? No, they don't. Yeah, they kill his henchmen who are like following him around. Right, and they're shooting everybody else. Yes, and they leave uh, him alive. Meanwhile, we cut back to Chuck, who's now going to watch this kid defend himself. Yep. He's like, whatever you decide, I will not judge you. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved if this kid turned around and just like ripped this other kid's throat out. <laughs> nice. As I said, I won't judge you. I made a claim, and I will stick to he it. He pulls a Swayze in Roadhouse and just tears a throat out. We got to do a Roadhouse commentary. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie, man. That movie's insane. Boy, this this fight between these these two children is really not interesting to watch. It really isn't. This kid, the, the racist kid, mostly gets his ass handed to him. Yes, and then yeah, uh, and then finally they're just like, "Well, we haven't pushed it far enough, so we'll just have the father drop the n word here." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he speci- he drops it towards Chuck too, calling him an n word lover. Yes. And that causes Chuck to walk across the street and punch this guy through a screen door. Screen door. door. It was so well, good. That was pretty great. So good. And I do like the lack of one-liner here where he's just like, yeah, that guy is just... Yeah, that is that. That is what Chuck should do. Chuck, you know? Chuck, just give Chuck that stoic look where it's like, yes. you've been dealt with. Yeah. And a lot of martial arts guys were like that. Like, Bruce Lee didn't drop one-liners. Nope. It was more just like the... You got you, you know. Yeah, he's he doesn't need to do he doesn't need to say anything. His martial arts did all the talking yeah, for him. Yeah, let your fist do the talking, yeah, man. Yeah. Or your feet in Chuck's case. Oh, this was a punch. Yes. Uh uh and it is I, I, I at this point was going, Where is this movie going? <laughs> like we're talking about there really is no plot. No. But of no. course when Chuck comes back to his apartment, uh well, the the boss comes this is to when see the him. Italian, yeah, boss yeah. comes to see him. Yeah, yeah, and, and they go out. <laughs> I love this. He goes, "Let's go get some food," and then we cut to Chuck immediately coming home. and go, "What was the point of that? It's only so Michael Parks can return mm-hmm. now, having captured the kid." Yes, and I'm like, "Oh, good, good. The kid is back." Yep. Oh, good. Uh, and we get this whole scene where he's like, "I knew it was you." Yes, ha ha. <laughs> I'm the bad guy, and you're like, "Man, of course." What? I figured Michael Parks was going to come back at well, some yeah. point. Yeah, I spent the whole movie going, "When's Michael Parks going to come back?" I can't back? wait for him to show back up again. Well, it just seems like you have Michael Parks. Yeah. He's got to be the main bad guy. Yeah. But then the problem with that once again makes it like, then what was but the point why? of any of the gang war stuff? Then? I don't know. Was it all to get Michael Parks? Well, no, because Chuck Norris is surprised by Michael right. Parks showing up, and that—that's the thing where it's like you could really have simplified the script where it is. He fakes his death. He goes undercover, and it's all to get revenge on Michael Parks. Yes. That was that would have given this movie much more like momentum. Yes, because the movie moves at a fast clip, but in terms of like story progress, well, nobody has any goals. No, and nobody's striving towards goals. So there's no, no like, yeah, there's no it only, trajectory. It only now after this scene in the final act of the movie becomes yes. now I have to get Michael Parks exactly. But before that, it's just it's I. Things are just happening because. So Michael Parks tells him off here and then goes outside. And the, all the one-liners come back once Michael Parks. Oh, Before yeah. he detonates this bomb in the apartment, he says, Ride him, cowboy, motherfucker. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. But he blows up a child. <laughs> he blows up this kid. And I couldn't believe it. This kid survived somehow. I d- he, it was on a chair, right? Yeah. 
the kid wasn't on the chair. He was near the chair. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, okay. but he still would have obliterated it. Uh, yes! Because we see this fireball blow out the side of the apartment, and yes. Chuck is in front of the door, and he gets thrown back yes. by the thing, yes. and it, yes. the door's off the hinges, and the kid is just kind of scorched. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is exactly what would happen if you gave this child your fucking key, mm-hmm. you psychopath. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why did you do that? Like, it's so irresponsible. Uh, my favorite note I have here in, in my notes is, uh, I just wrote, Mom cries over blown up son. <laughs> because we get, uh, this poor woman has, she's just like, oh, Lord. Yeah. She, oh, why my son, why do you have to get blown up? <laughs> and she's not mad at Chuck at all. Nope. She's like, why did this happen? Like, he never at any point has to explain why his apartment blew up. Nope. So she's crying over a blown up son, and I'm real sorry your son blew up. Um, yeah, but uh, and Chuck is just in the doorway going, "Ooh, I don't like any I'm of this." Get him, and she's like, "I don't know how I'm going to afford this. The yeah. medical bills." Yeah, well, well don't worry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but this is the scene where he talks to his government official boss, and mm. he's like, "You just stay out of my way." Because now we get the like, oh, come on, Chuck, don't just take the law into your own hands. Which, by the way, what else has he been doing? That's all he's done yeah. so far. That's his only move. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he uh, he's he's going to go kill everybody. Now. Yeah. But first we're going to get, oh, God, so much double-crossing of people. Yes. We're, let, let, we're it, just, we're it, it's the... kind of like that scene from Community in the Conspiracy Theory episode. Where they, yeah, they all just keep turning and shooting. Each <laughs> and the dean's my... just like, <laughs> I don't know, everybody kept double-crossing each other and they wanted to cooperate with me. <laughs> I just kept saying yes. <laughs> were that my hoodie were a time hoodie. <laughs> Honestly, uh, one of my favorite episodes. Dude, that show. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, it does lead to... to he, when Yeah, because they, they set up with the, the Iranians that he double-crosses the Italians. Michael Parks shoots the Italian mob boss. Yes. Who does have to do a, like, I'm shot and I fall into Michael Parks' arms. Yes. And I'm like, oh. But it allows Michael Parks... Two one-liners killing this guy. He pulls his gun and says, Arriva Derche, asshole. And shoots him. Then the guy falls, and he's like, oh, and he falls. And then he goes, out with a bang and a whimper. <laughs> so many. But then the wall to this warehouse explodes. Now, this might be the greatest entrance I've ever oh. seen for a character. I will say, I watched the trailer for this. This is the first shot of the trailer. Okay. Is Chuck coming out of the smoke? Yeah, with two guns. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, because the trailer starts with that image. It's like, Chuck Norris, you know, <laughs> is back. Right? Like, that's what <laughs> Because, you know, in some theater, there was one of our divorced dads going, Are you? Chuck's back, baby! Yeah! He's, like, shaking the person next to him, going, Chuck is back! My boy! Yeah. Dude, I don't even want to see this movie anymore. I'm just waiting for that one. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! (laughs) Sir, how'd you get that beer in here? What? What? I found it. Crazy now that they serve beer. It is weird. 
That is bizarre. And, and everybody does. It's no longer mm-hmm. just the specialty things. It's yeah. Wild. I was at a movie... This is a total tangent, but I was in a movie theater the other day where they had boozy slushies now. Oh, wow. Yeah, like they have the normal icy machine, mm-hmm. and then they have the, like, Jack Daniels Is that kind of like a... Is that more of like a... It's like a bar slash kind of like how McMinimins serves like their beer and wine and stuff at their movie theaters. No, this was at a Regal Cinema. Was that man. a Regal? It was at a Regal Cinema. Oh, Jesus. Downtown here in Portland. Whoa. And yeah, I know. I, I couldn't believe I wasn't. It was like 11 in the morning and I don't drink. So I was not getting one. But I still was like, man, there's like, you know. It's probably $20. Oh, I can't even. Im- <laughs> That's the other thing, too, where I go like. Uh, you know what? Uh, even if I did drink, I would just get beers after the movie because... Or you sneak them in. Or you sneak them in, exactly. Yeah, you because... get a camel pack filled with <laughs> Jack Daniels slushies. I'm just saying, like, I was just going like, that is... Wa-. I a just... jack pack, if you yeah, will. Yeah, it's a jack pack. Yeah. Uh, it's a jack pack. But I am just going like, that is wild to me. They're churning yes. up boozy slush. Well, you know, theaters really got... They're they need, they really need, they trying really to find... for the money, though. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to find what will bring people in. Because I don't even know what they're charging for a beer at the movies, but it's got to be it's out a of lot. control. It's yeah, a lot. It's, it's probably... Gotta... For, like, a single glass of, like, Guinness, it's, like, over $10 or yeah, something. Yeah, that's just insane. Yeah. That's just wild yep. to me. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm not even paying their prices for soda, you know? Like, no. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's all overpriced. It's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. Welcome to Two Old Men Yell About the Cost of Things. Hey, it's so expensive. Back in my day, <laughs> we didn't have booze at the movies. If we wanted booze at the movies, we snuck it in. And we liked it. And we loved it. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, this is one of the best. We don't have a shelfie for entrances. Maybe that's a next but year it, category. It, but it, the, this, this would, would win. be it. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, best entrance. Even I and this movie, stupid, was still like, oh yeah, oh. <laughs> it's about to go down. Yeah, I mean, it has that WWE like. I don't know where it's Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this. From this point on, this is the greatest like Chuck Norris movie of all time. Dude, this is... I mean, this is a front runner for best shootout to me. Yeah, is this warehouse yeah. shootout. Because he is just obliterating. He's like Terminator style, just calmly walking through, just blowing people away. Okay, the best in this. And yes. it's not a death. When he blows out this Iranian guy's knees. Yes. Uh, he doesn't kill the guy, though. No, no, no. Just but, blows out his knees. So it doesn't count as Beth's death, but it is amazing. It, we it, watched these guys' knees explode. <laughs> it was very reminiscent of uh, the end of Once Upon a Time in Mexico. That was exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Now, that took it the next step where you saw the bone snap Snapping and fold back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That but was I, crazy. Oh, dude, I love that. That We got to do a commentary for that We movie, should, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie's insane. Yeah, um... that's a movie that definitely carries that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) this guy somehow crawls his way into the cab of a truck then after that. Yep. Also, Chuck can set him up with, uh, can set up Chuck with this one line. He goes, I'm not afraid to die. Are you? Are you? Yeah. And then he shoots the guy and goes, guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Because he he this was set up in the scene where he was super racist at the uh, at the bar, because uh, yeah, they're like you want to die. He's like I'm not afraid to die. You yeah. know he says that before. Yeah. So this is the the payoff of yeah that. yeah, and it's pretty good, it's man. Pretty good. And yeah, yeah Chuck good. is just laying waste to guys. Here. Yeah, yeah. And it, oh, it is it is something. 
Uh, but Michael Parks manages, manages to run out of here and run to the second level of mm-hmm. this place. Now, I want to follow tr- Chuck's trajectory here. Chuck yeah, is- how does he get up there? Because <laughs> Michael Parks runs upstairs to the second level. They're in this warehouse. Yes. Cause it's a, because it's a, can- it's a can of movie. It's got to end in some sort of industrial setting. Yeah. Uh, unclear of unclear purpose. <laughs> a vague crime warehouse, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> but Michael Parks runs up to the second level of yeah. it. Chuck Norris is shooting everybody on the first level. And and Michael Parks is like, where are you hiding? I'm like, he's not hiding. He's in a gunfight downstairs. Yeah. And then, <laughs> through the window of this second floor, Chuck comes swinging in like Batman. On a rope. Yeah. Where did he get the rope so from? So this implies he shot everybody on the first level. Left the building. Left the building. <laughs> got up on the roof. Got yes. a rope and swung down and into this window, right? Yes, that is what this movie is implying. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I love this, It was though. great. It was it's great. It's the best, because I went, oh, my God, he swings in. And it, and I love that that's not the end of this rope being used. No, no. Yeah. He has the, he did, he, the reason he did that is to have this rope available for what's going to happen next. Yes. Inst- well, we do get <laughs> I will say, Michael Parks versus Chuck Norris in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> it's, you know. But Parks is great, because he's going like, mm, that was a nice move. When yeah. When get hit, you know, yes. that kind of thing. Yes. He's doing the crazy guy laughing at getting hit. Yeah. I enjoyed this fight, man. It was good. It was fun. And Chuck is roundhouse kicking him. Yeah. I do like the moment when Chuck finally just hits him in the ankle, and he snaps him. Or oh, yes. It's yes. Like, oh! Classic. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that is all so he can then pass out mm-hmm. and wake up. <laughs> in and the most, like, the it, it's very Saw-inspired. It feels very, Chuck, like... <laughs> Chuck has taped him to a chair. Yes. Then hung the chair outside the window. Yes. On the <laughs> rope that he swung in on. On the rope that he swung in on. Yes. Because, uh, let's see, let's... Uh, oh, and we should say at some point we cut back and there's a box full of cash they left in the hospital. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, just that, just they, to wrap that subplot they, Well, up. They, they do cut to that to yes. give Chuck to cut back for the time lapse of yeah. Chuck having now set up this death trap. Yes. It is very so. It, 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 it is a weird... It's a... I don't know if it's an intentional juxtaposition they have just done of two separate actions that Chuck Norris's character has... Done but, in this movie, but honestly, the two things juxtaposed make him seem even more psychotic to me. <laughs> He's so unhinged. He's giving a a present well, of money to this single he, mother when and he, also when the guy a was, saw death machine. When he was hanging outside the window, I thought, oh, interesting. They're gonna have him not kill him and pull a Batman. That's what I and thought. Just leave like, him yeah, because, end of because the cop, night. the cops are rolling up. Yes, and I thought, if, okay, yes. you want to talk about psychotic? Yes. What Chuck says to him? Uh, remind me. If you have to piss your pants, just squeeze your cheeks real tight. It's that is a reference to something he said earlier, right? That Michael there was Parks something said. like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember specifically, but it was a callback to that. Because then the the boss is like, "All right, Chuck, we got the guy or whatever," and he's just, like, "Oh, wait a minute, hold on, one more thing." <laughs> and he hits a detonator, and Michael Parks explodes into chunks. <laughs> it just chunks, and the window is splattered with Michael Parks chunks. It's raining down on yeah. the cops below. Why did he wait till the police showed up to blow this man he up. needed an audience <laughs> to this. and then his boss is going oh god damn it come we on need, man we needed him alive for questioning and Ch- and chuck's response he goes 
We need him alive for questioning. Chuck's on his way out of bed. He goes, ain't life a bitch. <laughs> End of movie. So then Chuck is arrested, I'm assuming, <laughs> after. For, for. <laughs> oh my god, this movie is insane. I love this movie, I, I did too. I enjoyed I, the hell out of was, this thing. It was crazy. <laughs> ain't life a bitch. Ain't life a bitch. <laughs> the Hitman. <laughs> When the hitman is rolling and he's gonna man, we need. To, I'm so bummed there wasn't a song. Yeah, he's like, the hitman, like Murphy's Law. Yeah, every yeah. one of these movies needs a Murphy's Law. Agreed. Song. He's the hitman. The hitman cometh. Yeah. <laughs> the hitman cometh is great. Yeah. Oh man, because you know you know what we need more more Eugene O'Neill. I think so. references. I think so. Uh, okay. Uh, well, we really do have some business to actually take care of in this. Mm. I, Parks blowing up is the death yes. of the movie. Oh, one hundred. Right? There's no question. Yes. Uh, but it, I want. I they wanna, did the. They they did the thing. They did the thing. But it's not a death. But I do just want a special shout out to that. Those knees the exploding. Knees, too, yes, that was because that was amazing. Good. But we do have a number of one-liners to pick from here. Yes. So. First off, we start with Michael Parks and his it's so goddamn cold, my dick is like a short stack of buttons. Mm-hmm. That's quite a way to start a film. <laughs> uh, Chuck punching a guy and saying, welcome to my world. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, um, I didn't think you liked nice boys, just big ones. Oh, boy. Uh, Chuck shooting out a window and saying, drop dead. <laughs> uh, <coughs> before blowing up a child... Uh, Michael Park says, "Ride him, cowboy motherfucker." Uh, Arrivederci, asshole. Uh-huh. Followed by, he went out with a bang and a whimper. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to die. Are you? Bang. Guess not. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have to piss your pants, just squeeze your cheeks real tight. Mm-hmm. And then finally, ain't life a bitch? Okay. I think, I think it's. Are you afraid to die? Ooh, guess not. That's good. I think it, it, it's the most class. It, it feels very classic. As far as the Chuck uh, one-liners, it works the best. I do think uh, because of the they Chuck ones. they bother to set it up. They do. Know? They and do, it, and it pays that off. They do. Yeah. I still am kind of uh, prone to. He went out with a bang and, and a whimper. whimper. Also a very good one. Yeah. Also a very good one. Yeah, that's tough. Ooh, what do we mm. give it to there? Mm. Do we want to give it to the Chuck one because he's the hero? Uh... My the only argument I have for Chuck here is that so many of his one-liners are bad that, in all of his that movies. we should recognize when the they gave one him a time good... it. Actually yeah, I'll give you that. Just yeah. just for the yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, let's go with that. But uh, both were very good. Both were very those those are those are down the stretch. Yeah, they get better because some of the yeah. other. I mean. For sheer randomness, ride him, cowboy motherfucker. Doesn't even, <laughs> doesn't even make any. I don't even nope. know what that has to do with the situation. Man. Nothing. Um, all right. Well, I do have some reviews here. Of course, mm. you know it's my mission to find the strangest reviews mm-hmm. on IMDb. This one comes from Cargon, as how I'm pronouncing this. Okay. Uh, and uh, he titles his review "Another One of Chuck's Hits," again with the negative Chuck Norris reviews. Why? An action movie doesn't have to have state-of-the-art special effects to be great. Chuck Norris embraces his darker side in The Hitman, which I was surprised to find was directed by his brother, Aaron. The hit... By the way, he keeps spelling The Hitman, hit hyphen man. Weird. Like Spider-Man? Yeah. That's not what it is. That's weird. 
The hitman has got some really funny one-liners and some added cheese here and there. But I guess you can't make a pizza without sprinkling on some cheesy goodness. Okay. Not only is this the first for Chuck Norris having a darker hero role, but it marks the second time I've heard him drop the F-bomb, which is pretty rare for Chuck. My favorite part is when Chuck tries to help a young boy with a bully, but as it turns out, the bully has a bully father to whom Chuck teaches another lesson, if you know what I mean. That's his favorite part. Yeah. Okay. Excellent movie, especially if you like a cheese pizza with pepperoni one-liners as the toppings. This guy really wants pizza. <laughs> 10 out of 10 stars. And yes, I am waiting on a pizza to be delivered. <laughs> <laughs> And that's kind of on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, our old pal Bruce on Amazon, unfortunately, didn't see this movie, which is too bad because he loved this movie. Yeah, he tends not to rent movies on Amazon. No. They have to be free for Bruce. So instead, what I've pulled is a review of another Chuck Norris movie, which I don't think we'll ever do because it's kind of early in his career. Yeah. When his movies were more boring. Yeah. Uh, but this is the Chuck Norris uh truck driver action movie mm. breaker 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 yeah uh and this review is titled chuck norris can really punch and kick <laughs> oh yeah already with the punching and the kicking i appreciate having the movie reformatted reformatted to 16 9 mm. i like the punching and kicking mm-hmm. i like the explosions oh yeah i like the car pursuits oh i like the helicopter This might be from 1977, but it was right to put it first on the road that Prime thought I would like. Five out of five stars. That's just... That's good writing right there. That's pure That's pure winning right there. Yeah, pure winning. Uh, Oh, I didn't do it because that was another segment of... The winning opinion! Oh, right. Yeah, You're just so excited to get into it. I was. Yeah, it was so good. Well, I wanted him to talk about how much he loved the helicopter. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, listen, we did enjoy The Hitman. We did. So much, I would almost say, don't you wish The Hitman would come back? I do. <laughs> I do wish The Hitman would come back. Well, let's make a sequel to The Hitman. That let's they, let the, the hits keep on coming. <laughs> that will be the tagline. <laughs> the hits keep on coming. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we'll we'll need to bust out our handy-dandy action movie titled Generator mm-hmm. in order to uh, come up with the new subtitle mm. for this movie. Mm. Uh, so let me switch this here to our action mode because uh, we can set it to different modes now as mm-hmm. we've talked about. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, uh, we've included here. Um, so here it is. It's the Hitman 2. Yeah. Chase of the Night. Chase of the Night. Ooh. Ooh so very evocative. So I'm thinking this one is more of a more of a chase movie, so more of a mm-hmm. maybe more car based action. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um what's he doing though? Is it like it is it like a, a road trip chase movie? So it's a chase that they do across the country. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like he's gotta get somebody yeah. like a witness or something mm-hmm. to Washington DC or yeah. something like that. Yeah. For a federal crime. Yeah. But like for some reason he can't go on airplanes. I right. don't know why, but he can't. Yeah, they can't well, because they'll track him or something like that. He yeah. doesn't know who he can trust. Yes. Well, cause oh oh no, I know what it is. So the the feds are making a big case against uh, the mafia, right? Okay, yeah. It, 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 but like, based on his good detective work right. in the first movie, but the they, they based on that, and they have somebody who's turned evidence. Yes, and 
the but there are moles inside this secret government organization. Mm-hmm. So the only guy who's not on the books is the hitman. Right, because uh, he's still technically legally dead. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the head guy, uh, Agent Eyebrows, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Agent Eyebrows, <laughs> he he's like, you're the only person I can trust. Yeah. You've got just 48 hours to get this guy to Washington, D.C. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you can't use planes because, you know, uh, whatever. Like, the, they'll track the record. Exactly. They can make up some bullshit Who cares? about why Who that cares? is. But anyway, so that means it's going to be cars and trains. So we get some train fighting from Chuck. Hell yeah. Maybe Hell Chuck yeah. on top of a train of fighting course. somebody? Of course. Yeah. There's got to be a thing where, like, he, like, uh, a low, you know, barrier is coming and he, he drops down. The guy gets hit or, or maybe they both drop because it's like a martial arts fight. Yeah. And they both kip up back and get into fighting position. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah. The, uh, so there's that. And it's all about, yeah, he's trying to get. Now, who is our. Mm. Okay, we need two castings for this. Who yes. is our. Uh, who is our witness? Mm-hmm. Now we can go one of two ways. Either this can be a comedic sidekick for him or a sexy love interest. Ooh, both are very canon esque. Yeah. We should yeah. definitely go for what would be a, in a canon film. Like, I think we gotta go for I think accuracy. it's a sexy lady. I think so too, yeah. I think so. It's uh and this is let's say this is the nineties. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's like a Baywatch. Yeah. Like uh like an Erica Alaniac sure. from uh, Under Siege. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that girl from Under Siege. Yeah. She's doing that. Now who's our villain though? Who's our who's our anti hitman? How do we follow up from Mar- Michael, from Michael Parks. Parks? Yeah. Who else do we like in the in the in that sort of sphere? oeuvre, yeah. Who else? What are the other villains we've enjoyed? Mm. Of? I'm trying to think mm. of, of who else we've got there that's uh, that's in that vein. Let me... Because uh, hmm. it can't be somebody too big, you know. Ooh, Eric Roberts? Yes. So this kind of ties into a little bit to the uh, the Hitman's Run a little bit where he's Ooh, a hitman in that. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. Let the two hitmen come together on yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That could, that could, that could work. Yeah, that could yeah. Work. Let's bring in Eric Roberts Eric as the villain Roberts, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So there you go. That's yeah. uh, that's Hitman 2, Chase of the Night. <laughs> the hits just keep on coming. Absolutely. Well, listen, next week, all good things must come to an end, so it's oh. time to wrap up Norris November. So sad. I mean, we did... We did end it in probably the best way possible. <laughs> well, here we—I mean, we're 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 gonna wrap up next week with what is considered by many to be Chuck's finest That's, hour. Yes, exactly. And that is a little film called Code of Silence. Yes. Uh, this is directed by Andrew Davis, the man who gave us Under Siege and The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. And this is not a canon film; it's an Orion film. But they also made a lot of great genre movies. The sure 80s. did, yeah. Uh, so as always, Lisman, I will ask: Would you like to hear the tagline for Code of Silence? Oh yeah. This this is a this is a two tagline movie because there's an above the title tagline and a below the title tagline. <laughs> they had so many good ideas; they couldn't limit it to one. Yeah, yeah. Here, so here is the above the title: is Eddie Cusack's a good cop having a very bad day. <laughs> Chuck Norris, Code of Silence. Now, undertitle, uh-huh. the toughest cop in the world, dot, 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 just got tougher. Okay. <laughs> and I don't think we needed that second The one. poster is just Chuck holding a shotgun. <laughs> he looks sad. He looks like he's lost. He's having a bad day, he's, man. He is having a bad day, but he looks like he's like, I, I bumped my knee and now I have a boo-boo. <laughs> 
That's the expression he's giving. And so that's what we're dealing with. You're under arrest, and don't piss me off because I got a boo-boo. I got a boo-boo on my knee. Yeah. And once again, one-handing a pump-action shotgun. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the only way he, he yeah, can do it. Yeah, yeah. So that that will come to us. I'm very excited to watch this movie. This is one of those where I I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't really remember it. Yeah. Um. But this is thought of uh thought of pretty well as far as Chuck Norris movies go. All right. Yeah. It's got Can't a 64 wait. on Metacritic, which is that's huge for, for a Norris movie. Yeah. Two thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert. Oh. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is this is the one time where they're like yes. Yes, more like this, Chuck. <laughs> but apparently, he never did make that. Like this. Well, I do think we're gonna. It, Andrew Davis knows how to direct action. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's gonna help a lot. Yes, so, yes. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll. I'm be, excited. I'm excited for this one. I think I have some high hopes. This yeah. one could burn us because I actually have high hopes. And I will yes, say, exactly. uh, 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 this is available uh, if you're an HBO Max subscriber. It's mm -hmm. on there. So yeah. check that out. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf.